Welcome back to just another fantasy football podcast this week where we are going to be breaking down Aaron's five takeaways from week four. We're going to give you five potential trades to make and we're going to be focusing on guys I would want to sell. Last week we focused on guys I would want to buy. We're going to give you actual options to trade them for and then we're going to break down our waivers and give you the trade of the week. So here on Just Another Fantasy Football Podcast, we stop breaking down every game because you get that on every podcast and we know as our name may illustrate that we are going to be a supplement to all the fantasy football podcasts you listen to. So we want to give you our perspective, our take. We answer start sit questions every week on Twitter. We've given pretty stone cold lock good suggestions every week, except for maybe Aaron had a miss this week, which he can talk about if he wants to. But let's start with your first big takeaway, Aaron, from week four. What did we learn that's going to affect how we play the rest of the season? Uh, one of my big takeaways from week four is that um, McLaurin is a bona fide, like locked in wide receiver one, and Heineke is more fun for the Redskins than Fitz probably would have going into the season. All offseason, we heard how Fitz was like DGAF quarterback, chucking balls up, um, gonna be fun to watch, you know, less good for real NFL play and more for fantasy purposes. But I think Heineke has stepped in and filled that role uh, better than it was going. I mean, we only saw week one for Fitz, but I think Heineke being a little bit more mobile, uh, a little bit more of like a a gunslinger, uh, he's been fun to watch so far. And McLaurin's benefited heavily uh, from that. And they've actually been pretty good in some games. Yeah, I think that I want to dig in and ask you a more important question other things pressing on people than this because I think you were just a little bit slower to get on the McLaurin bandwagon. I've had him as a top 10 wide receiver all offseason, drafted him in one league, and then traded him, which was just so miserable to, to have happen to you. I was trying to move Allen Robinson, but I got talked into moving McLaurin instead in a two-quarterback league where I needed a quarterback. Whatever. We won't cry over spilt milk. So I don't think that's that big of a takeaway, but I want to press, okay? So you're saying the Redskins are more fun with Heineke. McLaurin's bona fide number one receiver, which I think everybody agrees with at this point. The real question that people want answered, I think, at this point in the season surrounds Antonio Gibson. A lot of people had him as a bona fide RB1 to start the season. Some people still feel that way. He's young. He's shown flashes. He's shown the upside that he can make the big play. He's getting the work in the offense. But I think there are some people that are getting nervous about him at this point because it's been one or two big plays here and there. He hasn't been consistently popping off like some people thought he would. What do you think? He was one of your guys coming out. We've belabored that point. But at this point where you're saying the takeaway is the Redskins are fun with Heineke, with McLaurin, running back one, quarterback two that I think you'd be happy to play in a super flex league. What do you think about Antonio Gibson? What are your feelings there? Buy, sell, hold. What are you feeling? If I owned him, I would hold. If I didn't own him, I would not be buying him. Uh, The reason I would not be buying him is because we see this all the time where we have like a stud running back or everyone you think the attributes are there, you know, the skill set's there. But for some reason, the coaching staff just not giving him the work that he would need to be. I mean, he's still fantasy relevant, but I mean... Anyone selling Antonio Gibson is going to be selling him at his projected like peak. They're not going to be selling him for what he is right now. I mean, he he's a solid RB2, like you said, but 
lot of people drafted him at the end of the first round or the, the beginning of the second round thinking he was going to be like the next Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley or what have you. So um, if you were looking to buy him, you'd probably be paying those prices um, unless the team just had like four running backs and was just not happy with Gibson. Yeah, I to me, he's for sure a hold. I'm definitely not selling him. I think I would buy him if I got a really good deal, and you may hear his name come up when we talk about my potential trades to try to do in your leagues this week. Um, okay, what's takeaway number two? Takeaway number two is that the, quote, high-powered offense that is the Rams is kind of boring for fantasy purposes. What do you mean uh, by that? What do you mean by boring? It's Cooper Cup and Stafford. Uh, I, I think not, they're like locked studs. I think Cup and Stafford are locked studs. Like for wide sure, receiver but like, one and quarterback one. Going into the season, you thought their running back was going to, whoever it was. I mean, we, we all thought it was going to be Akers, and then he suffered the injury, and then it was Henderson. I've liked um, Henderson. I think Henderson's, Henderson's good. been fine, I think he's but he's been not. Good. I think anybody that drafted him is happy with him. Yeah, you don't Sony think so? Michelle's, he's a He's a flex play i don't i haven't seen anything from him that you know thinks I, if i have him and you know saquon i'm fine with those two as my like my starting running backs he's a flex play at best who henderson uh, and, yes at my, no, in my, he's an rb2 easily he's easily no. an rb2 especially because he's nicked up right now and still being I, I think he looks good when you watch him play too i think this is a miss i think the only point the only disappointment in the rams offense is robert woods that's it that's the only disappointment those Robert, it's it's everyone but Cup and Stafford. Higby's I, exactly I say, what we thought he was going to be. Higby's exactly what we thought. He's got a pop game. He's got some bad games, but he's playing all the time. He's on the field all the time, and you'd be fine starting him every week. I, I don't know. You're going to hear Woods' name come up later as well. What's takeaway number three? Oh, boy. Takeaway number three involves two teams, uh, the Browns and the Saints. As far as fantasy assets go, obviously you have Kamara. Obviously, probably on the Browns, you have Chubb and Hunt. But like outside of those three, and it's running back, so it's like it's already like a premium position in fantasy. Outside of those three guys, like are you touching anyone on either of these teams? All right. So, like, what are they doing? So, I, I don't disagree. I don't want to start Jameis. I don't want to start Baker unless it's a super flex league. And then I'm fine if I have to slide them in super flex. I don't feel awesome about it. But I think bigger days could be ahead, especially for Jameis. I think Baker could have some good days. But I agree. I'm not excited to play him. I'm really ticked about how Odell's looked. It's really annoying because he missed a 60-yard. He was wide open for like a 60-yard touchdown, and Baker missed him. So it's annoying for all the people that are going to hate on us for Odell. I still think he's got it. I'm, I'm probably just holding on him, though. I'm not going to buy him anywhere else. But while you're talking about the running backs, I will go ahead and throw my first potential trade out there and mix segments because you've hit on two of them. I am absolutely trying to sell Alvin Kamara. I do not think he has top three upside where everybody drafted him, but I don't think he's been so bad where nobody wants to touch him. And who I would target is another stud number one running back that's some people are saying, oh, he's the number two on his team. Oh, look how often Kareem Hunt's out there. Oh, I'm so worried about Nick Chubb. He doesn't catch enough passes. Give me Nick Chubb plus a struggling wide receiver like, do you think I could get C.D. Lamb and Nick Chubb for Alvin Kamara? You're probably going to say no because we love Lamb. But he's been pretty bad 
most weeks this year. He hasn't been a stud wide receiver. I think most people outside of the dynasty community, we have to take our dynasty hats off now. I think I could get Chubb and Lamb for Kamara and some waiver waiver wire receiver like Rondell Moore. And if not Lamb, I guarantee I could get another receiver I like, you know, whether it's Robert Woods or Allen Robinson or something like that. I think I could get some receiver that's playing bad right now with Nick Chubb for Kamara all day long. Lamb's just tough uh, because the name and the dynasty aspect of it. But, I mean... When you put A Rob uh, or Woods in there, yeah, that's I probably wouldn't do it for just A Rob or Woods. I would have to get a, a receiver I think has big upside. That's just been yeah. a little slow um, this season, but yeah, I, I think I, I think I could get Lamb if if I threw some random receiver that's popped a couple times with um, Kamara, especially with Hunt basically being the number one asset like on the on the Browns. I can and, hear and the, the narrative just, now. Oh, he's he's actually the number one running back. It's like no, nah, not really. It's so funny that Chubb is is having a quote unquote down week after getting 100 yards. It's hilarious, but people people sleep on him. He's super consistent. Now listen, he's not going to have a 40 point game because he's not going to catch 10 passes. I agree with you there, but he is super consistent, and I think he's going to be better than Kamara the rest of the season, just straight up. Kamara is like the entire Saints offense. It's like give the ball to Kamara 20 times, and whether it's handoffs or or passes. And then Jameis throw, throws like and then Taysom you know, Hill's five steal prayer balls. Yeah, it's just it's a weird offense. It's not I'm the Jameis we know. It's not the Jameis we know in Tampa Bay where they let him throw it fifty times, and you know he was just putting up numbers. It's it, it seems like they both of these teams want to win rather like conservatively with the running game and defense. And for the most part, like through four weeks, uh, the game script has kind of favored them in that way. So it'll be interesting to see. If some of these games in the future get away from them, and maybe they have to expound on uh, whatever they've been doing for the first four weeks of the season, but like for fantasy purposes, hasn't really been good outside of uh, for the for the bell cows that are Chubb, Hunt, and and Kamara. Um, so my fourth takeaway here is going to be the Broncos. Um, I'm not sure if they're absolutely bad, or I'm not sure if. They just live and die with Teddy Bridgewater. But once Teddy exited that game, uh, everyone was cooked. Every single person on their team. I don't know if it was because they were actually playing like a decent team in the Ravens this week because they did start the season with the Jets, the Jags, and the Giants, who were all pretty bad through the first three weeks. But um, the Broncos assets pretty are pretty scary right now if 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 teddy's missing a lot of time especially i don't think he's gonna miss that much time so i'm gonna be quick on this point um because he's actually like an iron man and pushes the play at all times and came back from a knee injury people never thought he'd come back from so i'm not worried about him being out for some little concussion um but drew lock is the worst kind of mediocre quarterback he's just the worst kind he is not good for fantasy assets. All offseason, I thought he was going to win the job, so I wasn't interested in the Broncos' weapons. As soon as I heard Teddy was going to win the job, I wanted Tim Patrick. I wanted Jerry Judy. I wanted Noah Fan. I still didn't want Sutton just because I've never been a Sutton guy. And I just think he's good. He's just solid. And he's going to get the ball out. They're going to get a bunch of catches. They're going to get yards. And once in a while, they'll score a touchdown. So I'm with you 100%, which scares me because I'm in on a bunch of their assets, one of whom I will mention again later. So let's get to your last take. My last take is going to be about a drum I've been beating the last couple of weeks, and that is Rashad Bateman. Um, 
the closer we get to his return and the more the Ravens are throwing the ball, I think that, you know, all the rookies have kind of played here and there. So uh, the unknowns that are rookies in their rookie season have kind of been a little bit found out for more or less. Uh, so like we know Jamar Chase is good. Devontae Smith's going to have a game here and there. But, but no other rookie really has emerged and given you that pop from either being off the waiver wire or being drafted in a late round. And so Bateman's still the wild card. And I think when he gets activated from IR, I think he is easily going to be the most consistent pass catcher, maybe outside of like Mark Andrews. And that, I say consistent to filter out Hollywood Brown. But um, outside of Mark Andrews in that offense, this week we saw uh, Prochet go like five for 74 sammy go four for 49 and and duvernay go three for 31 um those are all just like meh guys in the offense just they needed to throw the ball to someone else other than andrews and hollywood probably in those moments and i think bateman gobbles up all of that once he comes back i Um, really like him i think he's a buy in dynasty but i am way more nervous than you are about him and and redraft because i don't like these kind of injuries for rookies it's already hard to get through as a rookie wide receiver. Then to What's have this the kind of—it's not much. It's just a pickup. That's fine. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I am not going to be super excited. Like he's going to change my season. Like I think Michael Thomas could. You don't. You're out on Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas could change your season if he's on IR right now and in a couple weeks he comes out. But or he's on pup, whatever. Um, okay. Yeah, and I, I like Bateman too. I hope he does. Um, and I think it's a good call. And I think listen, to Aaron, when he says stuff like this, because we. If we've done one thing well on this podcast, it's been hitting the waiver wire guys. If you listen to our waiver wire pickups, first off, we weren't all excited about Elijah Mitchell and Elijah Mitchell and Hubbard. We said, obviously, if you got to pick them up, if you need a running back, go for it. But the guys, not as many people were excited about that we pounded the table for for multiple weeks was your boy Cordero Patterson, my boy Tim Patrick, and now Rashad Bateman. He's kind of the third one in that list that we were earlier on than anybody. And if you grab these guys, then you're happy now, which is the perfect transition into my first, or technically second, since we already talked about Kamara, guy I am trying to trade. And this is part of being smart with the wave wire. And tell me if you disagree, if you think you shouldn't sell high and he's a hold. But I am absolutely doing everything I can to sell Cordero Patterson this week. Even if it is not as high as you think he could potentially be after a three-touchdown game, here is who I'm targeting. I have three potential trades, and you tell me yes or no if you think I could get each one. The first one is Josh Jacobs. Might depend on what he does right now as we're watching the game, but let's just say, assuming he has a normal game of, or let's just say he has 50 yards and no touchdown, so like kind of a bad game. Do you think I could get Josh Jacobs for him? I think you could easily get Josh Jacobs. Wow, easily? Oh I mean, he got okay. he got two touch he got two touchdowns week one. hasn't played for uh, two weeks, and then if he lays a mediocre game like that, I mean, depending on what the split looks like. So okay, good. Grud- no, if, if would if you Gruden do that? Lets Peyton would you Barber, do that, or would you rather have Patterson? Who would you rather have rest of the season? Man, I really don't like Drake. I, he's he's still a running back, so he's got then you mean value Jacobs. there? Or yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said Drake. Wow. Um, I'd probably take Patterson, honestly. Okay. Okay. Here's my next one. Here's my next one. Now, I I like Jacobs more than just about anybody. Um, the next one is Allen Robinson. I think For somebody else. Patterson. 
Yeah, smashes except for that. I think people are panicking on Alex Rob Allen Robinson, so I'm going to be buying him. And I'm going to be nervous about him, being honest. I'm not going to be super excited about it, but I'm going to bet on the talent. Who would you rather have this season, Patterson or Robinson? Uh, probably Patterson. That's what I figured. All right, last one. Cordell uh, Patterson. <laughs> it is. I. I. That's fine. You're. You're going a little too hard on your guy because you. You're. This is when you double and triple down. It's not and then my you guy. Eat, then you eat James Conner and don't get anything for him when you could have got a big haul for him. When it's he was not good. my guy. I'm just. It just sounds gross talking about Patterson, but he's got real value. And then he's got the dual eligibility too. So if you lose a running back, you can slot slot him in running back. If you lose a wide receiver, you can slot him there. So, <laughs> he's not I mean, going to be playable in three weeks. I'm just telling you, he's not going to be playable in three weeks. That's fine. This offense sucks, and he is a flash in the pan. A Rob um, hasn't again, been playable for four weeks. Still a great waiver pickup. I'm not going to hate the waiver pickup, but don't miss your window and your windows right now. Here's the last one. I really think you can get this done. Cordell Patterson, and insert random wide receiver here. Um, again, I keep saying that, but to give some names, I don't know who are some guys that I have. Um, Antonio Brown, AJ Green. Yes, exactly. Yeah, any of those guys: Antonio Brown, AJ Green, some wide receiver like that. Will Fuller, although I know he just got hurt. Devontae Parker, if you have him, it's just guys like that, right? Anybody guys that are basically on the waiver wire, owned in fifty to seventy-five percent of leagues. Um, Darnell Mooney, even whatever. For so Patterson and one of those wide receivers, let's say Mooney, because he just had a good game for Antonio Gibson. I'd probably take Gibson for that. But I think I, I think you can get it done. All right, that's enough about Cordero Patterson. I'm yeah. trading him. It sounds like Aaron's holding him unless you really get overpaid. So here's what I was going to do for this part of the segment. Stud running backs I'm a little nervous about and would sell if I could get studs back. So Kamara was the first one. The second one is Aaron Jones. If I could sell Aaron Jones, still talking about that four-touchdown game, and again, get a Chubb and a Lamb or a Chubb and you know some wide receiver that I like, Deontay Johnson, something like that. Chubb and a wide receiver that's going to be starting every week for me, I'm selling Aaron Jones for that. Do you think I could get it, and would you do it? I don't think you can get that because, I mean, Chubb and Jones have kind of been the same. No, Jones is running back two on the year. Yeah, on the year, but he had the one game, and, and they've both kind of, all right. Kind of struggled throughout this. Like they've both put up like ten points a week. Which so is, you don't think anybody's paying for Jones like he's a top five running back? No, I would. Okay. I would value him probably just outside the top five. He's in the five to ten, who along with probably Chubb in there. See, I, I think everybody else views him ahead of Chubb. I think me and you like Chubb, so we kind of view think, them the same. Yeah. But okay. Kareem Hunt does that. If you find the right guy who who's who takes that Kareem Hunt narrative a little bit too far, then you know. Chubb could obviously be back behind Aaron Jones, but um, that's not what what we're doing here. So, um, all right, last one. And you know, struggled. you know this is coming, but I'm going to put stud in quotes. Joe Mixon and Antonio Brown for DJ Moore as the stud, and then a running back like Jacobs or um, I don't know, some like running back too, some guy that's just like locked in as a running back too. Even Kareem Hunt, maybe some people may have him higher than that. But if I can Henderson. get a running back two, and yeah, Henderson and DJ Moore for Mixon and a waiver wide receiver like Antonio Brown, do you think I could get it? Would you do it? I'd rather have the DJ Moore side. Yeah, me too. Um, but I think I, if you, you can have get it done. DJ Moore, I don't think you're giving that up. You don't think so? You don't think if you need a running back, I think you'd have to like, come a little bit stronger than than Mixon, but. Okay, I think you can get a stud wide receiver for Mixon, 
And that's what I would do. And I consider DJ Moore a sub receiver. Now, I, I don't think people have him with like the Terry McLaurin and Tyreek Hill. I think they have him more in like the Mike Evans range, like in the 13, 14, 15 range for DJ Moore. I think that's what other people see him as, but I could be wrong. All right. All right, I've got two more quick ones, and these are in the category of, so, so far I've been trying to sell high, which is obvious and everybody tries to do that. Here are two situations where I am selling low, and I'm fine to do it because I think I can squeeze the last bit of name value and draft day value out of these two players. The first one is Miles Sanders and a wide receiver. I put Darnell Mooney. I agree. He has sucked, and I'd be so nervous if I had him. But do you think if I took Darnell Mooney, who had a good game, and maybe you could sell something on him with a guy like Miles Sanders for name value, do you think I could get Javante Williams and a Robert Woods type? Who was the running back? Darnell Mooney and who? Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is the main piece I'm trying to sell. Yeah, do you Miles think Sanders I could get and Mooney for, for Woods Javante and, and Javante. And Javante. Or some wide receiver you like. What maybe maybe it's Juju you want to buy low on or something. Yeah, Javante's the main piece. Yeah, I agree. And I would try to do that. I would try to go get Javante now with Drew Locke. Maybe they're going to be down on him. I think Teddy's going to come back eventually. I'd much rather have Javante than Miles Sanders rest of season. I assume you agree. Yeah, I'd rather have anyone than. Yeah, I agree. So that's just kind of a selling low, but also just trying to get a guy you think is going to have more upside later. All right, here's the last one. Do you think I could get a stud wide receiver who's performing now for DeAndre Hopkins? When I say selling low for DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not saying sell him for Josh Jacobs. I'm not saying sell him for Robert Woods or Allen Robinson. I'm saying, do you think I could get DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Terry McLaurin, um, some stud wide receiver like that? Or if I couldn't, do you think I could get two, like Lamb and Deontay Johnson or something like that? Do you think... You could sell low on Nuke where you're not going to get a top five wide receiver, but it's not really that low if you don't really believe in him. I don't think you'd be able to get like a Cup McLaurin or anything like that for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but do you think you could get two, like get a, a Lamb and Deontay? Like Lamb and Deontay. I don't think you'd be able to get two. I think you'd be able really? to get like one and a half. One and a half. It's close. Then I need I mean, to. I need to go make some offers for Nuke. Then, if you think he's his value is not even that good, because I'll tell I you, think I'll public sell public perception. Public perception. I, okay, because I would sell like Mike Evans for DeAndre Hopkins right now. Would you? Oh, who would you rather have, Evans or Hopkins? I'd rather have Hopkins. Me too, but Evans has outperformed him. So I mean, if I can get DeAndre Hopkins, maybe I'm buying him. I thought people still thought of him as a top ten wide receiver. Which, if I can get something equivalent to like a top eight wide receiver, I'm selling Hopkins. If people think he's a wide receiver two, I'm buying him because he's not dead. He's not dead at all, but he's not wide receiver four like a lot of people thought he would be this year. Maybe nuke for right. uh, like DK Metcalf. You think I could get DK Metcalf for him? Um, in a PPR league, I'd rather have nuke. Okay, yeah, close. and I can I, mean, I can close. agree too. I I think they're pretty close rest of season, so maybe I wouldn't even do that deal. I don't know. All right. Let's kick it into waivers because we've got some interesting topics around waivers and questions I want to kind of gear towards advice for people moving forward in their league because, you know, we're almost a quarter of the way done here. Let's talk a little bit about what your strategy is this week for waivers because it's a little different 
from some of the other weeks. We don't have a locked in, you know, handcuff that we want to buy. Let's start off, I guess, and talk a little bit about the Chicago running back situation or the the uh, Cincinnati one. I don't think they're going to be out for the full season, but if it turns out to be more serious, what are you paying for Damian Williams and Samaj Piran? What are you putting on them? And do you want them? I do want Damian Williams. I do not want Samaj Piran. I think Mixon's injury is obviously less of a deal than Montgomery's knee. Montgomery went down and was screaming in pain on the field. I understand he walked off under his own power, which people with Achilles and ACLs do that. There yeah, still but they isn't said it doesn't com- look that serious, but whatever. Okay, so tell us why you want Damian. I agree with you, by the way. I'd much rather have I Damian think- than Samaje, or, you know, Damian's hurt too. So Khalil Herbert, I don't really care that much about... I don't care about Khalil Herbert or Samaje Piran, to be honest. I'm not, like, breaking the bank for them. But if we find out that that uh, Montgomery's out for three or four weeks, um, I want Damian. Yeah, I think he'll be out for at least two weeks. So um, there's that, and that's just projection. Um, so what are you putting I think on him? Th- I'd put 25 30%. Okay, so I'd here's put the same what I thing said. on Chuba. Whatever you put on Chuba, I'd put on, I'd put on Damian. So not knowing what happened to Montgomery, I'd probably put about 10%. If he's going to miss, I put the cutoff at three weeks. If he's going to miss at least three weeks, just randomly me, kind of where my head is, I would put 50% on Damian Williams because I think he looked good. I think they're going to feed him. Montgomery looked good too. I think this team is going to be able to run the ball. You know how I liked Montgomery. So I would try to buy Damian Williams. Um, Okay, now that we've passed that, tell me who are you targeting on the waiver wire this week? Um, So this week's kind of weird outside of those two running backs we already hit on both of those guys were on my list um dawson knox is a tight end um for those of us out here that are streaming tight ends uh he had eight targets in a blowout win where you'd think they would stop throwing the ball um he was second on the team behind Diggs, uh who had 10 targets but in a blowout win 40 to zero dawson knox is getting eight targets and two touchdowns um He's actually had a pretty good season up until this point, so I think he's really emerging as a pass-catching option there. If he's still on the waiver wire and you're streaming, I think he's a good option. What are you putting on him? I'd put, depending on how bad I needed a tight end, 10 15% at like most. Wow. Okay. I would take him as a streamer. I might put $1 on him. If I don't get him, I'm not carrying one bit. Like, literally not one bit. But I'm not streaming in a ton of leagues because my worst tight end in most leagues is Noah Fant. I've got a lot of Waller, a lot of Kelsey, a lot of Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. So I have guys that, even if they're not performing, I'm pretty much leaving them there. And I think Fant is in that kind of, I'm locking him in my starting lineup group. Um, I'm streaming in one league where I've gone Cole Komet and Conklin and Gasecki, but I'm going to stick with Gasecki, I think, for now. Who would you rather have rest of the season, Gasecki or Knox? Your boy, Gasecki. I, I guess I would say my boy, Gasecki, from the beginning of the season. Although he's caused nothing but pain. All right, here's my waiver guy this week. Okay, And if I, if I could get him, I'd be pretty excited, but I'm not going to put a whole ton of money on him. Jamison Crowder. The dude just kind of performs in PPR leagues every year. He wasn't healthy, now he is. It's not a coincidence, I think, that he's like every quarterback's favorite target. He's solid. He catches the ball. He even scores touchdowns. I think he's a PPR flex, especially in bye weeks. And I think I'd put about 10% to get Jamison Crowder um, as, as kind of a wide receiver I think is playable in a PPR league. Now, 
This is all very easy to say, but go ahead, give me your reaction, anything to deal with him before I get to kind of my next question. I don't think he's worth 10%. I'm worth, uh, he might be worth the shot, especially since Elijah Moore. I was going to say 5 to out. 10%, but it depends yeah. on how much, if I needed somebody. Yeah, I still if you needed him, you have to have a better option on your bench somewhere. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree because I'm looking at dropping guys like Michael Pittman, Odell Beckham, whatever, which I'm not going to do, which leads yeah. me to my next question as to who are you going to drop, okay? I want to talk a little bit about some guys you would drop and kind of pause the waivers for now and think about this as we talk about waivers because you're right, 10% is entirely too much on Jameson Crowder, 5% max because there's just a million receivers like him. Would you drop... Juju Smith-Schuster. No, you can't. Not for okay. Jameson Crowder. No. Uh, no, no, no. I don't mean for him. I mean for your favorite waiver guy. No, no. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, number two. Kirk. I wrote down Kirk, and as I thought about it, I thought either one. Christian Kirk or Kirk Cousins. Drop him? Yeah, would you drop him to pick up, you know, Damian Williams or Jameson Crowder or whoever you're going to name next? Dawson Knox. Uh, Dawson Knox is different because you're going to drop whoever you have at tight end for Dawson Knox. Yeah, but. I wouldn't drop Christian Kirk. I think he's still a solid QB1. Um, you mean Kirk Cousins. He said Christian what, Kirk QB1. Oh, uh, yeah. So Christian Kirk, I would drop. And here's why. Uh, you're never going to feel comfortable playing him. I would drop him for someone like taking a shot on like Damian Williams. I wouldn't drop him for Dawson Knox, Samaj P. Ryan. Um, or anyone else we've talked about in waivers. But for Damian Williams, I would drop him. You're not going to feel comfortable playing Kirk. Uh, Arizona is just too spread out. That like uh, You're starting your stud in Nuke, and you're, you're hoping he's not fourth on the totem pole every week. Yeah, I think, I think him and Jamison Crowder are like the same. But that's my point. Is like there's a million of these guys. So if you can throw them into any of those trades I was talking about and you can get some value for Kirk in a trade like that and then you end up getting a guy like Chubb, then just go pick up uh, uh, Jamison Crowder or one of these other wide receivers we're talking about because there's so many of them out there. What about Kirk Cousins if he was your second quarterback or if there's a guy like Joe Burrow or you know some other flash-in-the-pan quarterback that had a good week, Derek Carr even, who's had kind of a good season, would you drop Kirk Cousins um, if he's your second quarterback or if you want to go get like the flavor of the month and stream? I mean, yeah, if I had – I think Kirk's more reliable than Carr. This is a bad answer, man. Burrow. This is off-brand. He's your boy. you got to say no. I'm doubling down. I'm sticking with Kirk. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd say he's more reliable than him. So, like, I, I would probably rather drop Carr. I, I mean, I wouldn't drop Carr. Um, I'm I'd saying if he was drop... on the waiver wire, would you drop Kirk for Carr? I rather you're have thinking Kirk. About this way I don't too know much. what you're saying. I don't know God. what the question is. I rather okay, have Kirk Cousins. I, I think it's a Whatever clear question. The... I think you're not really behind your boy anymore. So here's my answer, an unbiased answer, who has Kirk Cousins in a league I'm streaming. I'm giving him one more week. If he has a second bad week, he's gone, and I'm just taking whoever the best guy is on waivers, even if it's Taylor Heineke. I am giving fair. Kirk one more week and one more week only. And it better be at least like 20 points. He doesn't have to score 30, but it better be at least 20, not another 10-point week. All right. Um, okay, here's a good one. This is for your Dawson Knox question. In redraft, okay, take your dynasty hat off. Because we have a problem doing that, a lot of us that play a lot of dynasty leagues. Kyle Pitts. Are you dropping him for a Dawson Knox type? No. 
Me uh, neither. If I have Kyle Pitts, I'm keeping him all year, and I'm eating that. I'm just eating yeah. that L. He's getting all the year usage. Long. He's just uh, just Atlanta's just Patterson town right now. So I agree. I agree. I think it's going to regress for Ridley and Pitts, and they'll they'll bounce back. I mean, I don't even know if I think he's going to be any better. I don't really care. The point is, he's got huge upside, and I I took the L by taking him so early. I'm not dropping him for Dawson Knox or something. I'm yeah, just not doing it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride that out. Um, okay. Who else do you have as far as waiver pickups go? So we talked briefly about Samaje Pirine. If Mixon misses time, he they have the Packers, whose uh, defensive line is a mess right now, and then the Lions in the next two weeks. So he, I'd, t- I'd take him for free, maybe if you had a roster spot, whatever, uh, or you had Mixon just in case. Um, the next guy is another tight end, Max Williams, for the Cardinals. Um, he's been more involved than anyone playing fantasy football would probably like because you probably own you know christian kirk or rondo moore or, or new Hopkins, but he's getting target shares in line with those guys uh for the last two weeks and so if you're streaming tight end um and you're looking at you know a hunter henry's the anthony ferksers the um whoever else is out there like max williams i've he's a viable option in line with those guys every week okay so that leads me to another would you drop and my waiver pickup. Okay, these kind of go hand in hand for obvious reason. Would you drop Tyson Williams? Yes, I would drop him. Just I like think the I would too. Ravens and he did. was my boy. <laughs> he was my boy, but I think I would drop him at this point when he's just a healthy scratch. That's scary. And in shallow leagues, what would you put on Latavius Murray? Because I think it's kind of a scary situation, but he got the full workload, 60 yards and a touchdown, which is nothing nothing great. But he seemed like they're starting running back. Bell looks terrible. Devontae Freeman looks terrible. What would you put on Latavius Murray in a shallow league? Because I've actually seen him available in a couple leagues. 5 10%. Oh, I'd put more. Depending on your situation. I wouldn't. I think you got to put more. I think you got to put I, I would put a third. I put a third of what you got left on him. He's a running back oh in Baltimore's gosh. offense. Just take your chance with it, man. I think when these opportunities come, you just got to take your chance with it. I mean, you're not going to get studs on the waiver wire every week. You're just not. I mean, look who we're talking about this week. I know, but Which you're is, dropping a th- you're dropping a third every week. So theoretically, you would have been out of fab last week. No, I'm not. I'm not dropping it every week. I'm offering it. I didn't get. I only got Hubbard in one league. I mean, yeah. I, I don't I don't get it with a third. I did get Tyson Williams in a couple leagues. I got Cordero Patterson for for like two percent in a couple leagues. I got Tim Patrick for like two percent. I've actually gotten a lot of deals on him. My third hasn't been enough most of the time. Um, okay, any more waiver guys for you? I have three other guys listed here. I'll just say them in passing as a back end of the bench stash. Kadarius Tony actually looked good, uh, given that Shepard was out, and they you'd actually pick him, him up though, because think about the guys you'd have to drop. Like, would you actually add him, or are you just keeping an eye on him? I mean, I have Tony Jones on a roster, so I would drop Tony Jones for him. Okay, that's good. That's a good. Good name to drop. Alex Collins cut like into uh, Chris Carson's workload a lot this week. He he did look good, and Pete Carroll just seemed to like when their offense stalled, they put Alex Collins in, and for some reason. It worked a little bit, so I could see Pete Carroll just riding the hot hand now. Um, it didn't make sense his love for Carson when it started like three or four years ago, and so I and Alex Collins has been on and off the team like four times, so he's clearly got a an affinity for him. So he's worth the back end of the stash, and then if Carson gets hurt, there you go. Um, and then Josh Gordon, just if you're desperate, um, we get sure, sucked into this shot. every year. Take a shot, yeah. yeah. Okay, so my final one that I want to talk about. 
which brings in Tony Jones and Alex Collins is before you need it, your stud running backs handcuff. Okay, I think you throw zero or a dollar on them. And I'm talking about Tony Jones, guys like that. You know, you grab Hubbard, you grab Madison, you grab Pop Pollard's already owned probably in most, most leagues. Alex Collins, even Daryl Williams. Like, I think you take the guys that look like they're locked in as the backup. It would have been Damian Williams a week ago. Like, it was clear he was the backup. You grab them for zero or a dollar just to protect whatever your running back one is, or if you have two stud running backs, you just grab them now. I think we're getting to that time of the season. We're seeing one go down every single week. What do you think about that? Are there only certain ones you'd grab still? And it sounds like you're ready to drop Tony Jones. What if you have Alvin Kamara? Would you drop Tony Jones for any of these guys we've talked about? I'd drop him for Damian Williams because I legitimately think Damian okay, Williams is, that's fair. is as good or better than Montgomery, honestly. But And Montgomery's going to miss... He's going to miss at least a week. That's so. foolish, but okay. That's fine. I get it because he's actually going to play now, theoretically. Right. Um, but what about any of these other a, guys? No one that I mentioned. Maybe Alex Collins because he played more than Tony Jones. And I think actually Tony Jones got a little banged up this week. So um, I just had a roster spot. And so I'm just out there, you know, taking my guess at who's going to get injured this week. And um, I'll probably drop him and pick up someone else's backup. And, you know, if you hit on that, you could usually sell them to the owner in like a little yeah, package deal and upgrade something or, like or just ride that. it out. Yeah, I would try to grab my stud running back's handcuff, and I would drop Tyson Williams, Christian Kirk, um, Jamison Crowder if I had him. I would drop any of these kind of middling wide receivers for my guy's handcuff if he was still available. I have two more guys now as would you drop guys before we get to our trade of the week, and these are very interesting to me. Number one is Brandon Ayuk. Would you drop him for your handcuff, for Jameson Crowder, for Latavius Murray? Would you cut Brandon Ayuk? Or are you riding this out? I'd cut Brandon Ayuk three weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to say I'd cut him for just about anybody we've talked about. Like, I think he's, I think he is literally in the Christian Kirk zone, actually below it, because Christian Kirk's at least shown he can do it. I'm done yeah. with Brandon Ayuk for this year. Okay, now here's the tougher one. Even crappier than Brandon Ayuk, even uh, you know most weeks, but I don't know if I would actually cut Miles Gaskin. Like, would you cut him for your studs handcuff? Would you cut him for Damian Williams? Would I haven't you cut paid him attention. For... I haven't paid attention to him the first three weeks. He's been um, garbage. This, this last week, he was basically a zero, and they were trailing the entire game. So I would think at the very least, he's the pass catching back. Um, if Malcolm Brown even like overtook him somehow, like I wouldn't want Malcolm Brown either, but, um, I don't know how he scores zero points trailing the entire game. And you were the featured back last year and there's really still no competition this year. So, uh, this week's performance scares me if I had him and he was garbage, like the, the first three weeks, he'd be tempting. I don't know if I'd be able to cut him though. I just, he'd Here's be what I'll say. like at the bottom of my bench and he'd be pushing it. I think Jacoby Brissett's like potentially the worst quarterback that's taken a snap in football this year. I Agreed. think what what I would do is I would probably hold Gaskin until, and I'm not going to say until Tua's back. What I'm going to say is until three weeks after Tua was put on IR, where he has the opportunity to come back. And if Tua continues to sit, then I'm cutting Gaskin. 
But if Tua comes back in two weeks or whatever it is, I'm going to hold Gaskin to see how he does with Tua because I think they're a perfect match. I think they're a really good match. I shouldn't say perfect. But I think they're a really good match. I think he's a horrible match for Brissett, who thinks he's like Michael Vick and thinks he can run all the time. Um, so I am scared about it, but I'm probably not cutting him just yet. I'm going to hope Tua comes back sooner rather than later. All right. That's it for waivers. A lot to discuss on waivers. I think that's really interesting, though, because it's not just like put 5% on this guy. We've actually got to cut some of these guys that we drafted. Um, so it's an important discussion for people to have. And go ahead and ask us on Twitter, just another FFP, your start sick questions, but also your waiver questions. Should I cut this guy for this guy? We're happy to answer those. Like I said, we've been pretty successful so far on waivers this year, but we've also had some pretty good trades. Why don't you tell them about our trade of the week? which some people are probably going to raise an eyebrow about, but let's talk about it. So in a dynasty league, so uh, this... Dynasty in all caps. Dynasty, yes. We ended up selling Devontae Adams for Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, and a 2022 second. I thought it was 2023. Was it 22? Um... For some reason, I thought I'm just it was gonna, 23. I'm just going to assume wrong. it was 22 because that's okay. the worst one. So. All right. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I thought specifically, whatever. Okay. So let's talk about it real quick because on the face, some people will be like, oh, that's terrible. You got work. We're tanking, number one. We lost like everybody in this league. Akers, Dobbins. Number two, yeah. you start a million people in this league. Like we're literally starting Gerald Everett, Devontae Parker, like, we're starting garbage. Even when we were good, we were starting guys like Devontae Parker and Gerald Everett. Okay? So it's a really deep starting lineup. So having two good receivers or potentially good receivers is better. Number three, obviously Ridley is a couple years younger than Adams. I think Adams and Allen Robinson are similarly aged. And if it just go back two or three weeks, they would have been like, wow, you got wide receiver six and wide receiver 12 for wide receiver one. Plus, you got a second-round pick. Wow, what a great trade, right? So we're not yeah. being prisoners of the moment. We tried to sell Adams last year. We couldn't even get like more than a first for him. Like Everybody in the league was so stingy. So when we had the opportunity to sell, we pounced on it. I'm happy with the deal. You're lukewarm on it. Do you I'm feel better about now. it since it happened? Yeah. Well, through four weeks of the season and seeing what we're seeing, like, uh, obviously everyone's down on Ridley and A-Rob, but... You're right. I mean, I, I that's I think that was one of the things I texted you is like if we make this trade five weeks ago, like before the NFL season starts, like you said, like we're going from wide receiver one to like four and twelve. So, um, which everyone in the world would have taken. So we're just not we're just throwing the last four weeks out. We're yeah, I mean, forward. I don't know if I'm throwing him out. I definitely don't think Allen Robinson's wide receiver twelve in Dynasty. But Correct. I think he's wide receiver 18, which I'll still take. And I still think Ridley's a top 10 wide receiver in Dynasty. So I like the deal overall. Um, anything else we got to hit on this week's episode? Not that I'm aware of. All right. So that's all we've got for just another fantasy football podcast this week. Thanks for adding us into your rotation. Hit us up on uh, Twitter, just another FFP. Radar show on soundcloud on itunes on wherever you listen to the podcast leave us a rating leave us a question we're happy to answer it and for now that's all we got for week four and we'll be back with you next week